Well, folks, the 901 FC season has come to an end. Memphis 901 FC goes out a winner in their final two games, uh, but they, they close the season out at home at AutoZone Park with a 3-1 win over the Birmingham Legion. Uh, due to COVID concerns, there was one home game that was postponed, but due to results elsewhere between Charlotte and North Carolina, that game they've, has been decided that game will not be made up next week, and Memphis 901FC season is officially over. Um, welcome in, everyone. I'm your host, Lawrence Dockery, and this is another brand new edition of the 901 Soccer Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at LDoc93. You can find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod. You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search, just go to Facebook and search 901 Soccer, and that's us. Going to keep this one fairly short because, quite frankly, I am beyond exhausted. I've uh, been out refereeing a tournament at Mike Rose all weekend, and then Saturday, at, when I got done out there, I had to run down to... AutoZone Park to cover the 901 FC game, which thankfully they won. Uh, was not going to be happy if they if I had had to do that and they lost on the final game of the season. Uh, we're going to briefly recap the game. Not not a whole lot really to discuss there, um, but we'll touch on it. Um, what I'm thinking about doing is doing a separate show when I am more awake and in less physical pain. Uh, I think I will do a full season recap and get all, you know, full thoughts, start to finish, coaching search, coaching potential hire, whenever that happens. We'll we'll do all of that uh, at a time to be determined. But for right now, the 901 Soccer Podcast uh, comes to you from the Fava Firm studio. If you are Facing issues like wage or bank account garnishment, uh, vehicle repossession, home foreclosure, or eviction from a rental property, you can give the folks at Fava Firm a call, and they can get you set up with a consultation to sit down and discuss your options. That number is 662-536-1116, and, those, and they take cases both in the Western District of Tennessee and the Northern District of Mississippi. So if you're in Memphis, if you're in South Haven, if you're in Hernando, if you're in Cordova, if you're in, you know, any of those places, they can they can be of assistance to you. Also want to remind everybody that eventually, and I'm I'm just I've got one or two ideas. I'm thinking about well, you know what? I'm not going to give that away because if I can figure out how to make it to work, I think that'd be a really good surprise for the listeners. But eventually, people will come on. They will appear via the Adam Technologies hotline. For all of your business telephone needs, give the folks at Adam Technologies a call. That number is 901-251-2326. And so, the 901FC final home game of the year, they beat Birmingham Legion 3-1. This was the only the third game for Ben Pierman in charge of 901FC after the dismissal of Tim Mulqueen, and he's won two of them. Uh, two wins and one loss, and the one loss, I don't know that we're really going to hold against him all that much. He had four days to get a game plan together for a trip to Louisville City, which I was at, and guys, I, I don't think it was going to matter who was coaching that game for 901 FC because Louisville City was just in another stratosphere. I mean, they looked like world beaters, and so I'm not going to hold that loss against Ben Pierman. Um 
with short time to prepare against a super high quality team. But if, you know, you got to give him credit for the two wins. And that's something he talked about in his post game after the Birmingham game was uh, the question was posed, what do you, what is, you know, your take? Where do you, why do you think the culture, you know, the word culture change got thrown around and Ben Perman kind of, he didn't, he, he said, you know, it's, you know, it's been 18 days. I don't think you can really call it a culture change so much as a, a mentality shift and an attitude shift. And, you know, because they went down against Charlotte, and they ended up coming back and finding a way to win. And then against Birmingham, how often this year... Uh, well, first, let's back... Let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. For the first however many minutes of the game against Birmingham on Saturday night... It felt very 901 FC 1.0. And what I mean by that is, it felt like a lot, I mean, right out of the gate, guns blazing, chance after chance after chance after chance that just, it went awry. It, good save, hit the post, over the bar, out for a throw and whatever. And that, how many times did that happen last season? More times than anybody will care to count or remember. Too many is what I'm getting at. That's what it felt like. But then, Cal Jennings, we'll we'll touch on him more in a minute. But Memphis got the go-ahead goal, and at that point, you're all of a sudden thinking, okay, we finally got the goal. Now, can we figure out a way to not piss this lead away? Which they did. Not ten minutes later, Birmingham tied it up. It was really their only real chance of the night. It was a, uh, I think it was Lapa had it, and he. Great shot that hit the post, and then nobody covered the rebound, and he tapped it in. Uh, actually, a fairly difficult finish on that rebound, but kudos to him for being in the right spot at the right time and firing home his own miss. But second half, you know, you, you, the the fear was that 901 FC would come out and kind of wilt after giving up that goal, and they didn't. And post-game, Coach Pierman said, Outside of the, the one Birmingham goal for 90 minutes, there was only one team out on the field. And that's, I, I can't really disagree with that because they were, and you guys know how I feel about this, about the, oh, I think we were the better team on the night. Well, I don't want to see was absolutely the better team on the night. There's no two ways about that. And Cal Jennings, um, you got to wonder how different this season could have been if, We'd had him at the you know at the start, and B if post COVID restart, how different the season would have been if he had been starting on a fairly regular basis. Because post COVID restart, with the exception maybe once or twice, Brandon Allen was invisible. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the minute Tim Mulqueen is out the door, then Cal Jennings all of a sudden just. Is, is out of control, scoring goals like crazy, and in the starting lineup and playing the full 90 minutes. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, and this was something that got brought up in the press box. So Cal Jennings got a second goal. It's 2-1. to one. I believe that was his seventh in four games. And with, you know, 25 minutes, 30 minutes to go in the game, how the, the point was made that it was, you know, there were a number of us, myself included, that found it very likely that if Tim Mulqueen was still the head coach, that Cal Jennings would have been subbed out in the 60th minute. We would have brought on a defensive midfielder, and we would have had to sweat 
through the remaining 30 minutes of the game and just ceded everything to Birmingham. Um, I don't think that Tim Mulqueen would have allowed Cal Jennings to stay on. He would have taken him off and put somebody else on. Luckily, that's not what happened. Cal Jennings got to stay in the game. He got to complete his hat trick and really almost had a fourth if, if uh, Jose Baxter had crossed it to him instead of taking the shot, which I don't know that you can blame Jose Baxter for taking that shot because you're like, Cal Jennings may be wide open over there, but dude's already got three goals. There's not a lot of time left. I'm going to try and put my name on the score sheet. I'm not going to fault him for that. But if he had crossed it, it would have been four because Jennings was all by himself in the six-yard box. All by himself. But, anyway, that did not end up mattering. Game finished 3-1. Cal Jennings got his hat trick. Of course, the other big storyline uh, on the night is Mark Birch played his final game, not just in a 901 FC jersey, but in any jersey. Um, somebody, it was, you know, the question was asked to him after the game, you know, when did you decide that you were going to retire? And he said, look, the plan when I got here was always to play two years, and then at the end of the second year, if... I still felt really good that I would think about coming back for a third year. But he said early on this season, it was right before the uh, the, fir the first game post-COVID restart uh, down in Birmingham when he said he was just packing his backpack up and his back went all, all, all wonky. And he said, you know what, I'm 35 years old. Uh, I think this is going to be my last ride. And, um, you know, every, I think we're glad for him that I'm gl I'm glad that he was here, and I've been hard on him on times, especially with with the yellow cards. But uh, personally, to me, he's never been anything but nice. I got to meet his mother before the uh, it was the season opening game before Indy, and uh, she's not a fan of his man bun, and uh, seemed particularly di uh, dis uh, irritated with the fact that he picked it up in Seattle. And I was like, well, it's it's Seattle, of course he picked up the man bun out there. Anyway. Um, but, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Nobody has defeated Father Time. And, uh, that's just, that's just a fact, a fact of life and a fact of sports. And, you know, Birch was the leader and the captain for the last two years, and somebody asked him, what are you going to do? He said, well, I got, uh, two 21-month-old, 21-month-olds, and my wife has been taking care of them. Uh, so that's what he's going to be doing to fill his time. But somebody asked him, are you going to get into coaching? He said, yeah, he definitely wants to get into coaching because he loves tactics and he loves training. And he think he said he's got his C license right now and he's working on his B license. So we'll see someday. Uh, wonder if maybe five or six, seven, eight years down the road, uh, you, know, de you know, depending on what the world looks like and what the city looks like and what the team looks like and all that, all that stuff. Obviously, eight years from now is a long way off. Um... Uh, if you had told me in 2012 that I would be covering a soccer, a professional soccer team in Memphis, I'd have said you were crazy. So eight years is a long way off. But anyway, whatever time frame, I wonder if at some point in the future we might see Mark Birch patrolling the sidelines in a in a suit for 901 FC. And by the way, I do think it is it's very weird of having always for the last two years seen Ben Pierman in warm-up gear. I'm sure I've made this point before, but it, I just found it odd again tonight to see him in a shirt and tie and, and trousers. I just, I don't know why I find that so so interesting and, and kind of funny. I just do. That's, I don't know. It's just, 
something that I found kind of goofy. But, uh, so Mark Birch got to go out a winner. Memphis 9 I want to see close their season out on a high note. Um, there were, were a little bit of, uh, there was a little bit of extracurriculars after the final whistle, uh, for some reason, some of the, two or three of the Birmingham players, I couldn't tell you what their numbers were, what their hairstyles looked like, so I don't know who it was, um, seemed for whatever reason to take exception to Keanu Marsh-Brown, something or other, the only thing that I can think of is there was a stretch right after Memphis did a quick restart on a free kick, and uh, nobody wanted to press Marsh Brown. He was just kind of at midfield standing by the sideline, and he just started juggling the ball for, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds before somebody decided to pressure him. I think that at that point they were just trying to see out the win. And I guess maybe that's what Birmingham got upset about, and I'm thinking if you're going to get upset about that, don't let the dude stand there all by himself and juggle. I mean, there's, there's ways to prevent that from happening, and causing problems after the final whistle is not one of those. So I'm not sure what had the Birmingham players all hot and bothered post-game, but uh, there was some chirping, there were one or two shoves, and then everyone, cooler heads prevailed, and everybody kind of went their separate ways. But then, um, you know, all the way to each respective dugout. You know, we did not get a repeat of the Charlotte goalkeeper trying to jump in the stands and fight people, uh, but... Keanu Marsh-Brown and some substitute, it looked like, for Birmingham, because he had one of those little uh, pennies on, uh, just in each dugout, just chirping all the way. And I'm just like, guys, the game is over. 901 FC, your season's over. Birmingham, you're going to the playoffs. Just, I, I'm, I'm not sure what the problem was, but for some reason there was, uh, there was beef after the game. But nothing crazy or ridiculous happened, so that's a, a, a good good thing. There's not going to be any suspensions or anything like that coming down, I don't think. Or at least there shouldn't be. But uh, that's all I got for you guys tonight. Like I said, I'm uh, quite worn out after running around last night and all day today at Mike Rose and have to get back up and do it tomorrow morning. Uh, I mean, I love doing it, but it is, it is tiring. Uh, so I will leave you with that uh, once again. We're coming to you from the Favor Firm Studio. If you're think if you're in a situation where you think you may need to file bankruptcy, give the folks at Favor Firm a call at 662-536-1116, and they can get you back on the road to financial stability. Uh, give the folks uh, if you're having business telephone problems, give the folks at Adam Technologies a call at 901-251-2326. Uh, run them around, everybody. I'm Lawrence Docker. You can find me on Twitter at ldoc93. Find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod, and you can find us on Facebook as well. We, I hope it's, we'll, I'll be able to do a more in-depth season review, maybe get some fans and get their thoughts on the season. Um, obviously, whenever a coaching hire is made, I, I've got one particular name that none of you guys have ever heard of, I don't think, but I think it would be a really good hire. I'll give you a hint. It's been a guy who's been very successful at the collegiate level. And that may raise some eyebrows. Um, guys, I don't think we want to go the route of hiring a guy who's never been a head coach before. I think we really need to do get a guy who's been a head coach before. Um, but I will give you my thoughts on that in a separate podcast. Uh, until the next time, uh, it's been fun. See you guys next year.